five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're talking about the return of the catalog today. That ought to be exciting, but first, first, let's start with some crazy stuff, right? Let's go over here to YouTube, and this is a German garden center, and they're explaining how you don't need to tend your garden, which I think is crazy. Here we go. I'll read it to you. You don't have to do anything for this magical site. You just have to let it happen. Let nature do its thing. Yippee-yippee-yippee-yippee-yo. Okay, that's Hornbach is the name of the garden center. And, you know, this picture, you can't probably see, but this is like all thistles. <laughs> this is thistles and burdock and horrible weeds. I have a backyard like that. I have five acres that I've pretty much let go. I, I mow it several times a summer, but it's pretty much untended and it's you know weeds grow great so if you love weeds then but how in the world does this make any sense for a garden center also no one's moving to the metaverse and there were people selling land uh central land 98k of land nfts only a third of them have sold and when it started uh when it started they were talking about selling land for millions of dollars. Okay, the lack of traffic probably isn't ideal for brands that showcase there, including Balenciaga, which misspelled its own booth and which seems to be doing better with AI-generated memes anyway. So why shell out for virtual real estate with ads no one sees? Exactly right. Then, of course, there's the real world where inflation has left people inclined to spend money on in real items over virtual ones. But don't cut it out. Maybe there'll be something left of it. Who knows? In late 2021 and early 22, weekly trading volumes on the Metaverse platform were at 1 million plus. One plot sold for 2.3 million. Today, just 20 or 30 traders trade for 50,000 a week. Okay, so... Another one of the shiny objects that the marketing world latches onto. I thought this was interesting. America's favorite pizza brand is No Preference. And here's a, here's a, this is a sort of a pie chart, but none of these things are related. But frozen pizza has been up 11%. And we actually found a, and I don't know the name of it, we found a frozen pizza that's pretty good five cheeses and uh then we add stuff to it you know we add mushrooms and we add black olives and you know when lent is over we'll or it is technically over but next week we can put sausage on it although i'll be back on the carnivore diet so i probably won't be having pizza for a while but it's true that we we don't usually go buy frozen pizza and we were buying we have been buying it um because it's good and veracast says that you should go do direct mail. And they have a save direct mail option that you can do local targeting. And uh, they mail it to the houses, saturation mailing, and you can put coupons in it. And, you know, we get those in the mail. You call the shots. Uh, that's You can buy the four-page wrap. 
uh, or you can put stuff in it uh, that's contained in it. So, you know, there's a way to do mail. There's a way to test mail that's very, very inexpensive, right? You can start it. You could start it around your retail stores if you have them. And that brings me to the next article, okay? And that is, is it time from Total Retail? I quit looking at Total Retail. I'm going to have to go back to it since Brand United is is no more. Is it time for the return of the catalog? And uh, I don't know if Toys R Us is doing a catalog anymore. I don't know how old this this is, but um, but and I don't know if IKEA is still doing their catalog either. Um, but anyway, dated picture. I should have taken it out probably. Like many things, retail can be cyclical. And what we're seeing is that post-pandemic, this was good, what we're seeing is that post-pandemic quarantine psychology has elevated a renewed interest in physical engagements over digital. Thus once, oh, thus opening the once locked door to print marketing and direct mail and catalogs. Catalogs were originally used to bring products and consumers who were in remote areas, right? We used to shop from the the Penny's catalog and then go to the Penny's catalog pickup store in Waukesha, which was, you know, a 20 or 30 minute drive. Uh, it's not far. It's just that there wasn't any freeway in those days. Direct mail was used to bring the stores to those who lived outside of the market radius. Okay. And um, then with the Internet, catalogs became archaic. Direct mail became so last year. And I have to say, I agree. You know, I'm not disagreeing. As a one who stuck with catalogs the whole time, um, it wasn't that catalogs stopped working. No, it was that boards of directors and venture capitalists said, oh, that's so expensive. We're spending millions of dollars. I remember fighting for the catalog with holdout tests for Musician's Friend. I actually met with the uh, venture guys in or the finance guys in Dubai, I met with, with you know, representatives of that company. Um, Guitar Center was owned by, or uh, Musician's Friend was owned by Guitar Center, who didn't like the catalog because they thought it was stealing sales from their retail stores. And the investors uh, and the, the venture money guys in Dubai didn't like catalogs because we were spending, let's see, at the time, and this is, you know, this is a while ago, so it's not confidential information, I wouldn't think. But anyway, I don't even know if the Musician's Friend catalog still exists, to be honest. But, because they they moved it to L.A. and they fired everybody that I knew. Anyway, so the Musician's Friend was mailing, it's a pretty nice piece, so let's say two or three bucks a copy, about a half a million customers, not too much prospecting. And so let's just say it was, it was, you know, at $2 a piece, 6 million catalogs, that's $12 million a year. But it was a half a billion dollar company. You know, that's nothing as a percent of sales, right? Okay. It was like 2% of sales. That's nothing. And yet they saw this $12 million expense and said, well, we can just do all of that on the internet. And so we would hold out test, and what we would find was that the the people that got a catalog did about 300% higher ROI. So we would mail half a million of them, and we would not mail about 30,000 of them. 
And some of them we wouldn't mail for a month, and some of them we wouldn't mail for two months, and some of them we wouldn't mail for three months. And, of course, the longer we didn't mail them, the bigger the differential between who we mailed and who we didn't mail. They petered out quite quickly. Okay, the catalog kept driving profit. So if you took the two dollars or whatever that you spent and compared it with the 50 or 60 dollars of extra revenue on that differential, you saw that it was clearly worth doing. Right. But we had to fight year after year after year with Guitar Center and with Dubai. And it wasn't because it wasn't working. It was because it wasn't fashionable irritating really annoying so so uh let's see who the author is here laura so laura says is it are we finally seeing the return of the catalog and i don't think we really are i think people dabble in it um i don't think that they i don't think that they really know what they're doing i watched uh, a presentation a few years ago when wayfair came out with a catalog and they talked about how they didn't they didn't you know pre pre-purchased the paper they didn't work with their printer they didn't know you know they just didn't know anything and they it was like an hour presentation at namoa and i looked at the people at the table and i said any if they would have called any one of us they could have saved themselves so much aggravation and everybody nodded <laughs> you know so people dabble at it and they they were getting pretty good results i don't know if it's still going you know i don't keep track of every catalog that exists but when Blockbuster called me and asked me if I wanted to do, do their catalog for them, I told them it wasn't possible that it's going to make any sense. They had 27 million households and they knew what they rented for movies, but I didn't see any compelling reason why your movie per, per preferences would translate into merchandise. Now, what I know now is I probably could have figured out something, okay? You know, with machine learning, I was just dabbling in it at the time. Now I really know something about it. But I ran the numbers and I said, it, it can't work. So you can call somebody who can actually tell you not to go into catalogs. And that's an important part. You know, I never charged them a dime for that. They offered me six-figure consulting fee to launch their catalog. And a couple of years later, I was down in the Fort Lauderdale area and I called up Kerry Valentine. And I was the number two guy there. And I said, you know, how about lunch? And he said, hey, great. You know, I'm buying. Okay. So, you know, we had a nice talk. He said, funny you should call today. We just pulled the plug on that catalog. He said, we lost $5 million. You were absolutely right. And uh, I've never met a consultant who would walk away from six figures just because you, you were pretty sure it wouldn't work. I said, well, I was pretty sure it wouldn't work. So anyway, there's a lot of reasons why you should go into catalogs. And one of the things that Laura says here that's really good is that, that this builds engagement, that the customers who engage with a catalog convert more, spend more, and become more loyal. We found, again, in comparing what, you know, I've had a few clients who went whole hog into digital. And so we compared the 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 downstream purchases, you know, how much, okay, for the new customers that came in this calendar year, in the next six months, how much did they spend? How much profit did they generate? You know, because they say it's always profitable. It's always profitable to remarket to your existing customers. It wasn't profitable for them, okay? I worked with one of the oldest catalogs in America, older than Sears, and we just couldn't mail the we couldn't mail the, the Christmas buyers a catalog. Couldn't afford to. They were worse than the rented lists. They were 
they were basically costing us just so much money. Now, we could if we waited uh, until the next holiday season, but we but normally you can mail them right away and they'll and and they'll buy. The catalog buyers will buy, but the digital buyers would not buy. They were terrible. Okay? So there is real benefit in acquiring customers with catalogs. It's gotten a little more difficult, you know, there's but there's tools, there's all kinds of scale. And that's another thing is there's always households. You can scale direct mail much more easily than you can scale a lot of digital, right? Because you don't know who's really seeing it. But the most important thing that, that people ignore is that direct mail has baked into it all the ingredients for machine learning. You can learn more about your customers with direct mail mailings because the engagement is so high that it can drive your machine learning. And that's the Lovesack case study, which you can find, you know, or call me and I'll tell you how we took the catalog and learned what worked to drive traffic to the stores and then what worked, what offers made the most sense in digital. And we learned more from the mail and then we drove digital. And, you know, here was a 20-year-old retailer that had only grown by adding stores and, and doubled in size in just a couple of years and went public. Okay, so, so there's so many reasons to do mail. But, you know, like I said, give us a call. Uh, the phone number down below there. And uh, my email, john at wdma.org. And find out if the catalog idea works for you. Very, very good question to ask. It's not that it stopped working. It's not that it ever stopped working. L.L. Bean keeps growing. Land's End keeps growing. It's that people got tired of it. It's that the marketers, watch yesterday's show, the marketers want something new and trendy. Alicia from Bud Light said that. Yes, they do. But that can shoot you in the foot. It's time to look back at stuff that really works and why it works. Give me a call. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.